Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Election Day. Change this country is in your hands. Biden versus Trump. We got to get out and vote. Get out and vote. Fight for Senate control. Take the majority leader's job away from Kentucky and give it to New York. We're not going to let that happen, are we? Boarding up, fearing violence. Kind of a shame to see this need to happen. What should be a democratic process? Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. It's election day. We are going to win four more years in that very beautiful... President Trump pushing hard for another four years in a blitz through battleground states. Challenger Joe Biden revved up support in Pennsylvania. Paul, you agree with me? My proposal... Already close to 100 million Americans have voted in this election, smashing early vote records. And there's tension leading up to this day, with many businesses in major cities boarding up windows, fearing a kind of political hurricane, violence in the wake of the outcome. Correspondent Ben Tracy begins our coverage with the final hour's push by the incumbent. We want to do it just like last time, but let's give me a little bit more margin than that, if you don't mind. President Trump held his last rally of the campaign in the same place he ended his run for the White House back in 2016, Grand Rapids, Michigan. We could be a little bit superstitious, right? The president made five stops in four different and important swing states. Vote for your all-time favorite president. CBS's Ed O'Keefe says the challenger hit the all-important Keystone State. Pennsylvania is where Biden launched his presidential campaign 18 months ago. We can only get this done in Pennsylvania if Pennsylvanians vote. Biden needs to turn out white working-class voters, suburban voters, and he needs to perform better in rural Republican areas than Hillary Clinton did four years ago. And the campaign's holding nothing back recruiting last-minute musical star power for their Pennsylvania push. Vote against Donald Trump, a man who believes his fame gives him the right to grab one of your daughters or sisters or mothers or wives by any part of their bodies. Biden campaigned with Lady Gaga in Pittsburgh, while John Legend campaigned alongside Kamala Harris in Philadelphia. CBS's Janet Chamlian in Michigan begins our look at the high-stakes effort to get people to the polls in key states. There's a big push by Republicans in the Detroit suburbs to get the vote out, especially here in hotly contested Macomb County, which has picked the winner for president the last four elections, including 2016, 
for Donald Trump. I'm seeing just overwhelming support. I, I just don't really don't think it's going to be that close. I'm Jerika Duncan in North Philadelphia, where nonpartisan volunteers are canvassing this mostly African-American neighborhood in a last-minute effort to get out the vote. If you can get one out of every hundred people that you talk to to turn out that wouldn't otherwise have turned out the vote, then it is definitely was worth it. I'm Manuel Bajorquez in Doral, Florida, where nearly 60 percent of registered voters in Miami-Dade County are Latino, like first-time voter Roxana Mello, a Cuban-American voting for President Trump. It's going to do like a better job to, like in the economy. Daniel Muñiz is Cuban-American, too. I'm Republican, but I'm going to vote for Biden this, this year. I do not like the president. I'm Jamie Yukis, just outside Phoenix. It's my first time voting. Where both campaigns are targeting young voters who are turning out big time. Nearly 300,000 have voted already. That's up nearly 80 percent compared to 2016. What are the issues to them that are most important? It's not just one, it's a variety from immigration to sometimes the environment. Issues both young Democrats and Republicans share as priorities. Control of the U.S. Senate is also in play today as we hear from CBS's Nancy Cordes. In Georgia, Republican David Perdue is running neck and neck with a 33-year-old Democrat, John Ossoff. You shouldn't do everything that your handlers in Washington tell you to because you'll lose your soul along the way, Senator. In North Carolina, Republican Senator Tom Tillis has trailed his Democratic challenger, Cal Cunningham, for months. Cunningham admitted to an extramarital affair and it still didn't change the polls. Martha, come up just this. In Arizona, John McCain's former Senate seat could also go blue. Republican Senator Martha McSally being criticized by former astronaut Mark Kelly for the GOP's response to coronavirus. You guys did step one of the emergency procedure, and then you didn't do anything else. And then there's Maine's Susan Collins. I don't regret any of those folks. She's being hammered for siding with the president in a state he lost by three points. Making excuses. Excuses for Trump's behavior. Lindsey Graham's battle with Democrat Jamie Harrison is considered a toss-up in a state Graham won six years ago by 17 points. Well, the fear over what might happen after today can be seen in the streets of many major cities. Boarded up windows from Boston, where Police Commissioner William Gross says... We do have assets in place. And things do go to the side of civil unrest. To Oregon and Governor Kate Brown. Call up our National Guard should their services be deemed necessary. Results are in this morning from the traditional midnight balloting in Dixville, Notch, New Hampshire. For president, five votes for Joe Biden. It was a sweep for Joe Biden, winning all five votes. Four people were killed, more than a dozen wounded in a shooting attack in Vienna, Austria. CBS's Vicki Barker. Stay indoors, these policemen cry. Central Vienna was packed the night before a lockdown. This restaurant patron heard... The sound of firecrackers. It was shots fired, police say, in six locations. We saw the ambulance lining up. There was the body lying down the street next to us. One gunman, a known ISIS sympathizer, shot dead. The hunt is on for possible accomplices. There's an investigation in Grand Rapids, Michigan, into vandalism at a 100-year-old Jewish cemetery. Red paint with the words Trump and MAGA defaced headstones. As CBS's Cammie McCormick tells us, a key figure on the White House Coronavirus Task Force is speaking out. Dr. Deborah Burke says much more aggressive action is needed in what she calls this deadly phase of the pandemic. Despite President Trump's assurances that the nation is rounding the corner, the Washington Post is reporting, Burke said in an internal report yesterday, that we're entering the most concerning phase of the pandemic. She's predicting the country will see more than 100,000 new cases a day 
this week. A research group says a record 18.6 million guns have been sold in this country this year, and sales surged 65% last month. A mansion with a dark past is changing hands. The Wall Street Journal says Palm Beach real estate developer Todd Michael Glazer has signed a contract to buy Jeffrey Epstein's waterfront estate, which came on the market in July for $22 million. Glazer's plan? To tear it down and replace it with a 14,000-square-foot modern home. He says Palm Beach will be very happy it's gone. Epstein bought the spread for $2.5 million in 1990 and allegedly enticed and recruited underage girls to the property to have sex with him. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Actress Carol Arthur DeLuise has died. Her most memorable role may have been as the school marm in Blazing Saddles who speaks out against the town's new black sheriff. Please remove him immediately. She was 85 and the widow of Dom DeLuise, who was also in that film. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. John Stewart here. Unbelievably exciting news. My new podcast, The Weekly Show. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, economics, ingredient to bread ratio, on sandwiches. Listen to The Weekly Show with John Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. Always on the go, now you can take CBS Mornings with you. Wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews with today's leading figures in politics, business, and entertainment in the CBS Mornings On The Go podcast. It's available every weekday wherever you get your podcasts.